All right, as we gather this morning, let's open the Word and study for just a few moments as we prepare to bring it to the table this week. Uh, before we get started, does anybody have a nickel? Anybody have, a, anybody have a carry coins? Nobody? Can I borrow a nickel for a minute? First one can get it up here is the winner. This morning we're going to bring our common sense. Looky here, everybody's racing. I'll take both nickels. How about that? Yeah, Chuck's class is the winner today. When we prepare to gather around the table with friends and family, loved ones, we've been talking about what should we bring? How should we approach at this table? Uh, today I'm going to challenge you to bring your common sense. So you think, uh, last week we talked about difficult people. And you're asking me to bring common sense. It's not me that needs to bring common sense. It's them, right? Or maybe the problem is they ain't got no sense. And you need to beat some sense into them. So how do we handle these situations where we find ourselves across the table with maybe in our minds some ignorant people that don't just understand how life should work? Or maybe we live in our everyday lives with people who are just difficult to deal with. And we find ourselves losing our Jesus when we get around them. How do we handle it? Anybody use coins anymore? Like, when's the last time you paid for something with a nickel? Not very many of us do that anymore. We had this saying in high school... And I'm, I'm finding it difficult to have Cy around because I'm hearing that he's sharing stories from high school, and that's not a good thing to do. <laughs> we, we had this phrase in high school. We talked about other people, and they were sorry jokers that weren't wor worth a nickel. Do you really believe that? That other people have no value? Not even worth a nickel? Uh... I apologize for my voice this morning. Friday, I just had, I was trying to communicate with someone Friday, and we, and it, there, what I had was a failure to communicate. You see, when you're trying to talk to somebody that's across a football field from you, it doesn't, it's really hard to communicate, especially when you're trying to instruct them on how they should be acting or doing the right things. So I yelled a little too much, so I apologize for that. But this morning, let's bring our common sense to the table. Let's look at Colossians chapter 4 together. If you would, turn in your Bibles. I'm not going to put it on the screen, but I encourage you to grab your word. Turn to Colossians 4. We're going to read just a couple of verses here at the end of this letter. Uh, we've recently read the letter of Colossians, um, but we're going to revisit it for just a moment. Here in chapter 4, Paul is concluding his letter to the Colossian church, and he's given some basic instruction. You, you, if you read the whole chapter, you see a lot of quick hits uh, of how you should act and the way you should conduct yourself. 
Um, the reality is, if we think about this church, this church were following Jesus, and they began to experience an intermingling of relationships. There were people that would come visit the church or they would interact with every day that were not believers, that did not follow Jesus. And the Colossians were trying to figure out how do we interact with them and how do we live with them and how do we walk wisely in relationship with them. And Paul concludes with some very basic instruction. Uh, And maybe today we can learn to bring some common sense to the table this holiday season by listening or heeding his instruction. Look at, look at verse 2 of chapter 4. Paul says this, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well that God will open up to us a door for the Word so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I have also been imprisoned that I may make it clear in the way that I ought to proclaim it. He says this in verse 5, Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Your speech must always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Father, as we come to you today and look at your word, I pray that you would teach us, that you would instruct us, and that you would give us some wisdom and guidance for how to interact with difficult people and how to prepare ourselves to be in relationship with others, especially those who don't know you. So God, as we, as we listen to your teaching, may you give us ears to hear and open hearts to receive your word. May you equip us to be your disciples this morning. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Today I just want to ask you a few simple questions. Uh, Devotionally speaking, just to prepare our hearts for what's ahead of us in the days ahead. Uh, Paul begins in verse 2 with an encouragement, a directive, some instruction to devote ourselves prayer. Let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with difficult people or engaging in relationship with those who are not believers, are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying for that person that they would experience hope and life in Jesus? Are you praying for your interactions with them? That you would be a light in the darkness? Maybe you're just praying that you won't lose your Jesus on them when you do interact. But Paul says, devote yourselves. As you interact with outsiders, devote yourselves to prayer. How do we do that, though? How do we do that? He says, Paul says this, look at the words, keeping alert in it. As you pray, as you engage, be alert, be awake. Have you ever found yourself just fading off in relationship? You're like, I'm tired of listening to this person talk. 
and I'm just not going to pay attention anymore, and then something happens, and you're snapped back in, and you're like, oh, I have to respond, and I don't know what's going on. Anyone, be, anyone there? You might be there right now. I hope not. Paul says, devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert. And what kind of attitude should you have? What does he say? An attitude of, man, y'all are a tough crowd today. An attitude of thanksgiving. Of gratitude. Of appreciation. Paul says, as you engage, pray, and be thankful. Staying alert so that you're ready. Here's tip number one for you. If you're dreading gathering at the table this week with some difficult people, here's the first thing you need to do. You need to pray. Pray for them. Pray for you. And pray for that opportunity. If it's not the table, if it's your workplace or your neighborhood, some kind of difficult relationship that you have in your everyday life, Begin with prayer. Pray for them. Pray for you. And pray for that opportunity. With thanksgiving, being alert and ready for what God's going to do. Because here's the reality, and we lose sight of this all the time. That God has placed you in the world, in your circle, for a reason. You are living in 2023... In central Arkansas, right now, God hasn't taken you home because He has a purpose for you. And He has a plan for you this week. So we should heed Paul's instruction to be alert, be prayerful, and be thankful for the opportunity that He's given you, even when it comes to difficult people. Look, look, look let's, let's ask another question. When it comes to engaging with them, are you doing it wisely? As we live with an attitude of prayer, are we engaging with others, even difficult people, with wisdom? Look at verse 5. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. When it comes to those difficult people, those family members, those friends, those relatives, those neighbors, those co-workers, when it comes to these difficult people in our lives, how should we act toward them? Like jerks? We want to sometimes, don't we? We just want to tell them how we feel, right? We just want to make sure they know that they're wrong or they're not doing something they should be doing. Like it was, it was aggravating the fire out of me the other night in the ball game. Because we, they should be running the clock out. And the referees kept holding up the clock. And the guy in the, in the score booth would not push the button to make the clock run. So I just thought it was my responsibility to let everyone know that that clock should be running. Don't we feel that way sometimes? We, we know that we are right. So we need to let others know that we are right. Paul says, when it comes to outsiders, how should we conduct ourselves? With wisdom. Making the most of the opportunity that we have been given. 
Remember, God has placed you here for a reason. God has placed you in your family for a reason. God has placed you at your job for a reason. God has put you in your neighborhood. You thought you picked the house, but God put you there for a reason. So conduct yourselves with wisdom. Make the most of the opportunity that we've been given. You know, we're really good sometimes at wasting time, aren't we? Anybody done anything this week that just has been a time waster? No, we don't do that, do we? Anybody run out the clock in their job the last few days just to get to the weekend? You just kill time in the evening until it's time to go to bed. We're really good oftentimes at wasting time. Paul says here, make the most of the opportunities you're given. Let me challenge you with this. God has a divine appointment for you this week. It may be around the Thanksgiving table. It may be at work. It may be at the grocery store. But God has an appointment for you. Don't waste the opportunity. Don't get so preoccupied with your own life and your own issues that you don't see what God's trying to do around you. Maybe you forget the reality that as a believer in Jesus, as an ambassador of Christ in this world, you are called to conduct yourself with wisdom and make the most of the opportunity that you're giving in relationship with others. Maybe you should ponder this question throughout the week. Are you engaging with other people wisely? Are you straight losing your Jesus on them? It's common sense, but it's so easily forgotten. One more question. How clearly are you communicating with difficult people? We all have those people in our lives that desperately need help. That they need hope. And really, in a lot of ways, there's nothing that we can do to help except introduce them to Jesus. Right? We know those people. We've been around those people. You may be living with or next to one of those people. Let me ask you, are you clearly communicating in relationship with them to share hope? Look at verse 6. Your speech must always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, that you, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Do you think about the way you communicate with others? You know, shouting across a football field may not be the wisest way to communicate. But it's oftentimes that we find ourselves trying to communicate others and our message gets lost in translation. It's been said that up to 50% of communication through email or text message is lost. The true meaning behind it is lost. Because there's a breakdown in communication. You can't tell tone or emotion through a message like that. And that happens in our everyday lives, too. We, we try to communicate hope, and we try to help someone. And maybe we're just trying to appease a relationship or, or share an encouragement. 
And something gets lost in translation. And the message is broken down. Paul says here, your speech, as much as you can, should be gracious. Are you being gracious to the outsiders? Is it seasoned with salt? Meaning, does it give life? Is it a preservative to the world around us? Or is it destructive and tearing it down? And he says this, just, just be aware. As you engage, you need to be alert. You need to be prayerful. You need to be careful how you're acting and conducting yourself. Why? So that you will know when you find yourself face to face with that difficult person how you should react, how you should respond to each and every person. What should you do? And the reality is it's easy for us to pass the buck to someone else. This relationship is difficult because of them. And when it comes to bringing common sense to the table, I have all the sense in the world. They don't have any at all. But if we want to be honest with each other, as a believer, the responsibility is not on them. It's on us. It's on us. Let me, let me share this with you. And just bear with me. Because there's something here.
That'll preach, won't it? You know, the reality is, when we bring it to the table, this is what I mean by bring your common sense. Follower of Jesus, you need to remember who you are. Sometimes we live and we forget who God is and who we are in relationship to Him. We live as if Jesus is dead when really He's alive and He's living in us. And we have the opportunity this week, today, to represent Him to the world. So this is what I mean. As you prepare to gather around the table or you prepare to go to work and engage with difficult people, remember who you are and who God has called you to be. Dedicate, devote yourself to praying and talking to God about that relationship. Conduct yourself with wisdom in front of others and live wisely, preparing for that opportunity that God's going to give you to share hope with Him. Walk proud because you're a child of the King and the kingdom of God is coming. And you, you have been called to represent Him. Bring your common sense to the table. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the truth of your word and the opportunity that you've given us. Father, thank you for Jesus. And the second chance at life we get to live through him. God, I pray that as we prepare this week, as we engage in relationships with others, that you would remind us of who we are and what you've called us to do. We thank you for Paul's words of wisdom. May we live with an attitude of prayer, conducting ourselves well and ready to respond. God, do your work in the next few moments as we worship you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.